Hello and welcome to Fantasy Focus. <laughs> Today's show is presented by Geico. Insurance can be hard. That's why Geico makes it easy with 24-7 claim service and on-the-go policy info in the app. It is easy to Geico. My name is Daniel Dopp, joined by my two friends, Field Yates and Stefania Bell. How are you guys doing today? Well, for a second, for those that are watching on YouTube and the show opened, it was just Stefania and I with a voice. People were wondering, like, is Field a <laughs> ventriloquist in his like- side? Is it the voice of God? What is taking place here? Um, Daniel, I'm going to pretend like I'm doing well. More on that in a little bit. How are yeah. you, Stefania? Good uh, to see you again. I'm good. Yeah. But now I need to know. I, I'm I'm great. Uh, what's going on, Field? Oh, well, I mean, well, it involves a certain quarterback that I may or may not have started last oh. night in a two-quarterback league dynasty final against my clay. None of that matters. <laughs> Stefania Bells is in the War Room League Championship. What? That the is finals? what matters. Yes. Yes. Stefania and Rob G taking on Shefty, and you guys got nine and a half from Tyler Conklin last night. A nice start right there. We did. I did not start Elijah Moore because Ooh. I was concerned about the Jets' defense. Yeah. Well... <laughs> Oops. It turns out. You know what's it turns out. What defense? However, you and me or the Paul Rudd meet. Look at us. I know. That's Look weird. at us. <laughs> Being audacious enough to have some confidence in the Jets defense. That's, That's right. right. Thanks for nothing. Uh, I know. Are you sure it's those t- Jets coaches and, and everybody's safe still? Are we sure about that? No, After not. last night's performance? I will, I will say this, if I may. Because my opponent in the War Room League matchup is Adam Schefter. Yeah. Who uh, we were very close. And if you look at the Mike Clay projections, I mean, whether you want to believe them or not, but if you look right. at the Mike Clay projections, we each have a 50% chance of winning no after way. last night. It's oh a gosh. split down the middle. So yeah. uh, I'm going to be sweating it out, very nervous and very sad there's no Monday night football to bail you out. No. Like it's oh. all going to be decided. Well, by I mean, Sunday. it's it, Monday nights on Saturday night this week, which does not have the same type of gravitas. It yeah. It's weird. It's like a branding thing. Like yeah. I remember explaining to uh, my family members once they were, they were doing Thursday night football on Sunday. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sunday night football on Thursday, <laughs> on Thursday. <laughs> on yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. And they were like, I don't understand what's going on right like, now. That doesn't right. Just don't worry about it. It's all good. Uh, Stefania, your team has been rock solid. Some tinkering this week, but not a lot of dramatic shifts. I think Shefty has reshaped his entire lineup this week. I know, but here's my question. I have a real one. I've got Tua against mm-hmm. the Ravens. Yeah. Mm. And I picked up Easton Stick. I saw that. Oh, I, yeah. Because I'm, I, Tua's got a left thumb injury. He's left, left-handed. Yeah. So I'm a little nervous. Um, yeah. But also, I have uh, the Lions, yeah. who I'm counting on on Saturday. Yeah, so Saturday, are. a big day for yeah, me. You and me both. a big day. I was going to say, you guys should watch the game together. Um, I'm going to give you my pick. Uh, between those two quarterbacks on the Sunday morning, you can do the opposite, and I will I then crown the you the War Room League champion. I will take 10% of whatever you earn with that big old pot. We got a very big show planned for everybody today. We are going to obviously talk about Week 17 injuries. Stefania, make sure everyone is set up, know who is going to be in and who is going to be out. We're also recapping last night's Thursday night football game. What a game that was, and then yeah. diving into the rest of our Week 17 Just a reminder, lines. for those that don't want to listen to the Thursday night football recap, right the fast-forward button does work, and on YouTube, uh, just like play an ad for about there four minutes there and then we can get back to the stuff that actually matters because no one watched that game. I'll explain why a little bit later. Yeah. I'm just happy for Joe just, Flacco. Super cute with his me kids too. after I got yeah, yeah, so yeah. Yeah. Real happy for him. So <laughs> happy for him. At least I have yeah, him for next year. this sounds like a personal <laughs> thing for Field. But no, all right. not personal. We'll move along. Yeah. Stefania, let me ask you about superstar wide receiver Jamar Chase. We did not have him last week still dealing with a shoulder injury. Any updates on Jamar for this week? Yes. Well, remember he was injured late in the week 15 game and then he came out in a hoodie Mm -hmm. with his shoulder protected. And that was when they said he was questionable to return. We knew he wasn't going to come back. He had a sling on and then he didn't play last week. Not a surprise. Uh, Uncomfortable injury with an AC sprain. This week appears in his first practice on a limited basis on Thursday. Now, he told reporters afterward that he's feeling pretty good, but he's still taking it day by day. So no commitment yet for him to play this weekend. Friday could be a big day for him. Okay. It's really about two things. Uh, with the AC sprain, it's very hard to get your arm above 90 degrees. And sure. if you're going to catch passes, you can't be catching them like right here. So he's got to be able to get his arm overhead and he's got to be able to take the contact that's going to come with playing football. 
Um, and and both of those things could well happen by the weekend. Okay. Well, we'll watch the practice report today and check back in on FF Now on Sunday morning, see where we're at with Jamar. With Keenan Allen, you just mentioned Easton Stick. If you roll with him as your quarterback, <laughs> Stefania, is Easton Stick going to have Keenan Allen? He's been dealing with a heel injury, I know. I just like the name Easton Stick. I like <laughs> saying it. It's such a cool, it feels like he's an old-timey football player, not a youngster. Um, Keenan Allen has not practiced since week 14. Okay. So uh, this is a concern. He hasn't played. Anybody who's been paying attention... He's been out working out on the side. He was doing a little bit that last week, doing some running, some agility work, but still not uh, looking like a guy who's going to play unless there's a big surprise Friday. Uh, I'm not encouraged by the fact that he has not been practicing. Would you be surprised if on Saturday we got a tweet from the Chargers saying Keenan Allen's been placed on IR? I mean, there's only one game left after this. If he's out for week 17. I mean, I, I, I don't think else? it would surprise me. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, when, you. I mean, you protect your veteran, right? He's yeah. he, and this Interim is not coach, nothing to play for. Yeah. And he's not a guy who avoids playing. I mean, here's a guy who had an AC sprain who was playing the very next week. Yeah. He's played through a number of things that he can play through. But, you know, he when they when they say heel injury, we have a few guys on the injury report. Where we obviously only talk about a few of them here, but. There's several players who are out with a heel injury. They could all be different things. I mean, sure. you, just, you just don't have much information. Stefania, I want to ask you about Michael Pittman because he practiced yesterday. But as far as I know, he has not yet cleared the concussion protocol. So I want to ask you how those two things work with each other. Yeah, it's worth recapping because last week, Michael Pittman had cleared the concussion protocol and then developed symptoms after the team traveled to Atlanta and then did not play in that game. So that meant he was back in the concussion protocol, sort of resetting the clock there. Now, he did come back to a limited practice on Wednesday and full practice on Thursday, including, very important, he was not in a no-contact jersey. So did not make you think that there was any limitations to what he was doing in practice, but there's always a requirement that you get the independent clearance before you are cleared to return to play in a game. So both the team physician and the independent neurological consultant have to agree that you are able to participate in gameplay, but certainly moving that direction. Sounds good for him. Sounds good. Okay, love that. What about for Chris Olave? Been dealing with an ankle injury, taking on the Bucks, who have allowed the fourth most fantasy points to wide receiver. Please tell me he will be out there, Stefania. You know, the thing is, uh, selfishly, Rashid Shahid on my Ooh, championship okay. roster, right, but right. he still was able to generate some action with Chris Olave out there. So I'm hoping that's going to happen again because I do expect Chris Olave to be out there. He played last week after not playing in week 15. Nine catches for 123 yards and two-point conversion, I believe. So uh, he looked good. He's going to be playing through this ankle issue. It was really a question of whether he felt like he could go. So I am not, at this point, concerned about his status. And limited practice is what I would expect. Okay. All right. Another wide receiver, Jalen Waddell. I think we got news officially Jalen Waddell is going to miss this game here in week 17. But what can you tell us about his injury? Well, he suffered a high ankle sprain. And if you saw the game, he looked uncomfortable. He was limping afterwards. And not a surprise. Had one really big play and then was out for the remainder of the game. So uh, they have to protect him. And I think Mike McDaniel's quote was that it was not overly severe. So that's encouraging for the Dolphins in the long run. But it sounds like he will miss this game. That is a negative for me as I have Jalen Waddle in my matchup against Field in the show league. So I'm going to have to pivot there. But here's how I'm going to make it a positive for you. And for people is that would you want Jalen Waddle to be on the field if he was really struggling to Mm, move and to run because then you'd have now at least you have the information exactly which is what we try to bring on the show and then you can go and make a different i can make a pivot that's what this whole thing is about that's right all right one more guy i want to talk about josh jacobs has been dealing with a quad injury are we going to see him on sunday Uh, this one's tricky because josh jacobs uh, did not play last week now when he got injured the raiders had a subsequent thursday night game so we really didn't expect him to come back and play with a quad injury but then last week Antonio Pierce was very confident about his ability to come back for a Monday night game. And you had that 11 day break essentially between the two games. You thought maybe he'd be back. Then he developed an illness over the weekends. Unclear what was really the thing that kept him out, but he wasn't able to go. And now this week, still not practicing in the walkthroughs. And so uh, it sounds like internally the organization expects that he'll be able to go. But we heard that last week and then he couldn't. So uh, this one could come down to the wire. Keep an eye on what happens today. Obviously, Friday, a really big day. You'd like mm-hmm. to see him out there a little bit before you get to the games. Absolutely. Um, but 
It might be Zamir White again. Yeah, Field, if if Josh Jacobs doesn't go, Zamir White has had 20 touches in back-to-back games, at least 14 and a half fantasy points in back-to-back games. Would you look at him as a as a safe RB2 in this one? No two ways about it, Daniel. They're playing the Colts, a game. By the way, maybe we'll get some clarity on Saturday because they're supposed to travel then. Like it's, I guess it's possible Josh Jacobs could not travel. He probably will, given that he traveled to Kansas City last yeah, week. Yeah, right? exactly. And that's that was one thing we were looking at, right? Is he going to travel? Yeah. What do we think? And then at the last minute, not able to go. But I expect he'll travel. I feel like this is going to be a close one. We're just not getting any uh, action out of him in yeah. practice, so it's hard to read. Silver lining, it's a one o'clock game, so that certainly helps. Yep. But yes, Zamir White would be a top 20 play for me at running back if there is no Josh Jacobs. And we'll the, find out 1130 Eastern time on Sunday here's morning. Here's the, the only other thing that concerns me here is if it really is that much of a question mark. And there's no way if Josh Jacobs is playing that you're just going to leave him on the bench. Right. Yeah. But is he really well enough to handle the workload you'd like from him sure. in a matchup? Gosh. That is tough because if Josh Jacobs rolls, it feels like you got to start him. There's yeah. no way you can't play Josh Jacobs, but ideally we get some more information. And if he doesn't, Zamir White has filled in pretty amicably the last couple of weeks. Field. No question. So we will look at that. All right, Stefania, thank you so much. We'll have more from you on Fantasy Football Now on yes, Sunday morning from 10 to 1. We will check in there. But for now. Good luck, Stefania. Thank you. We appreciate good you. Good luck to you guys. I can't pick a favorite. Oh. I mean, you can. Oh, you could. You can. You, you can also tell me, but you can. Yeah, you can just text me after the I'll show. No big deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Playing both sides. Well done by Stefania. That's what we call a veteran's move. That's right. All right, Field, help us pay some bills. I will. Are you overwhelmed by insurance, Daniel? I am always overwhelmed by insurance, Field. Okay, well, do me a favor. Make it easy. Get all your insurance in one place with Geico. Plus, get 24-7 claim support and on-the-go policy access with the award-winning Geico mobile app. See how easy insurance can be and go to geico.com. Back here on Fantasy Focus, my name is Daniel Dopp with Field Jates and Mike Clay. Guys, we are going to preview this preview. We are going to recap this Thursday well, we, night we can go football to game. Okay. I know, Field, you do not want to. I'd like to talk about Joseph Flacco. I am shocked. Well, you know, let me start just to set the scene for everybody that doesn't know. So, you know, last night was a potentially historic <laughs> night in the NBA as the Pistons, Daniel's Pistons, <laughs> playing on national TV <laughs> against the Boston Celtics, which those of us who live in Connecticut already get the Celtics on local TV. So we had two options to watch this. Okay game it was close and i told myself you know in in the spirit of wanting to witness potential history i have to watch that game yeah so i did not tune in to browns jets mm. until the celtics pistons game which went mm. to overtime by it the did way, yeah is over mike by the way is like what sport are you guys talking about yeah Correct? what is this yeah, what yeah. Is this highlight um so i I'm, I'm unaware of what happened in the first half of the browns jets game so we can just skip into the second half if that is fair to the audience. Well, in that case, I mean, if it was only the second half, benching Joe Flacco would have been the play. That would have been, so yes. That, nailed it. I right? watched him, so that's why I benched. <laughs> okay. And I feel good about it this morning. Right. Guys, well, there's no more to talk about. 57 <laughs> points combined. ESPN bet had the line at 32 and a half coming yeah. into the game, and yeah. the Browns alone beat that going into halftime. Honestly, I did not expect this type of an offensive barrage from either team field. I know we had this whole conversation, and it was the this idea is, of Joe Flacco, or the other quarterback that you're thinking about, Jared Stidham, which decision did you end up making? America wants to know. Uh, the decision that I made was the wrong one. Okay. Maybe, possibly. We shall see. Yeah, we don't know that for sure. Uh, uh, I went back and forth, and about 15 minutes prior to kickoff, I switched Joe Flacco out and put Jared Stidham in. And it, I will probably regret that pretty significantly, Daniel, because Joe Flacco had a monster night. He did. But do through for nearly... What? I, I Look, you, you're probably right. <laughs> Odds are he'll outscore him, but he had 22 points. So it's not... On, it's, okay, like if Stidham runs for forty yards, which he did, like in both games last year, yes, and throws two touchdowns, yes, you might get there. Like okay. you might get twenty, twenty-five, like in it's, that range. So okay, it's, it's positive. It's not like you put up thirty-five and you're. It's over. Like that's you, true. Let me just start here. That's true. At halftime, and of course, I was watching the game. I was pretty sad. Like I was in a dark place. Like for those that listened to my couch cushion thing last week, okay. I'd switched, switched to several different cushions. <laughs> I turned a couple over. I turned the TV off. I turned it back on. I watched the Spanish broadcast on Thursday Night Football yeah, for a little yeah. while as well. I mean, I tried everything in the book to slow this guy down. And the crazy part is I really shouldn't have cared. Like the decision was made. It was a sunk cost. Oh, I get that. Yeah. The only thing I should have been rooting for was Brees Hall having like 12 rushing yards uh-huh. total. I was going to say it was it was going both directions. And yes. the Jets had the ball you were yeah. losing when the Browns had the ball. Correct. Like, so uh, Joe Flacco was unbelievable yeah. last night. The second half, he did quiet down. So 22.7 fantasy points is a great number. I certainly would have been extremely thrilled sure, if I had sure. started Joe Flacco. Is it an insurmountable total? No, 
Do I wish, do I regret the decision right now? Yes, I do. But I'm throwing mm-hmm. some confidence behind my guy, Stiddy. And I would just say this, Daniel, uh, whatever else happened in this game last night, important for fantasy purposes. David Njoku, awesome. awesome. Brees Hall, rock star. Mike said it last week, and I think it's a good thought. Other than Christian McCaffrey, right now, how many backs are you certain you want in fantasy next year before mm-hmm. Brees Hall? Not many, maybe zero. The story is Joe Flacco. It's one of the great stories in sports right now. Seriously. The guy was on his couch a month ago. Didn't play a game for the Browns until December. He has one fewer touchdown pass as a Cleveland Brown than Deshaun Watson. One. That's unreal. One fewer than Deshaun Watson. The guy's got five straight games with 250 plus passing yards and two passing touchdowns against a Jets defense that was impenetrable all Mm. year. Joe Flacco carved them without his top receiver in Amari Cooper his second receiver for about half the game, and certainly mm-hmm. we're wishing the very best for Elijah Moore after that very Absolutely. scary hit yep. and the yep. subsequent con- con- concussion that he suffered. But it's an, it, this is an incredible story for Joe Flacco. And um, someone sent me a funny meme last night uh, involving the the Pop Tart Bowl mascot and the ref, <laughs> and it was like four months. The referee was captioned like, you know, spending the entire off season researching and projecting yeah, fantasy yeah, yeah. football things, <laughs> and then the Pop Tart was just. Starting Joe Flacco. Flacco. Yeah. 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 So yeah. yeah, this is what it this is what make makes sense. the game that we play incredibly unpredictable and fun and goofy. So uh, we're not going to hit them all. I missed in a big way last night, but it's an incredible story that even despite the fact that I'm disappointed, people out there that started Joe Flacco, and I know a lot of them are thrilled that he has been the key to a potential championship run. Yeah, and I, I didn't start him, but I feel the same way in a lot of ways because we ranked him kind of low. Part of the reason what you know, you look at the projections, you may not, not have started yeah. Joe Flacco. We ranked him outside the top 20 going up against the elite Jets defense that didn't bother to show up for this game. Yeah, but also, not. like, you're just super reliant on passing stats. Like, you need him to get to 300, 350 yards and throw three touchdowns. He has I two rushing did. yards this season, but he has two-plus passing touchdowns in five straight games He's and by the way, he didn't even have a top 10 until last week. Yeah. And now he's probably going to finish what? Seventh, eighth, ninth, probably in that range with you 22 points. Stidham's like fourth or fifth. So yeah, Flacco, wow. probably wow. not that yeah. high. I yeah. got it. So do you know when the moment I got nervous was? Yes. I will tell you when. Okay. What do you think? Well, it was? I, my, for me, it was when I watched Joe Flacco roll out of the pocket, use those <laughs> legs and that mobility to find Jerome Ford on that oh, no, second by that point, touchdown. He was, he was cooking by that point. Here's where I got nervous. I'll be honest. And I, I, I know Paul's big Jets fan can relate to this moment. Oh, sorry, Paul's opening drive Browns second play. Elijah Moore's call for offensive pass interference. It goes from second and eight to second and 18. They run the ball third and 15 mm-hmm. and then third. I'm like, all right, here we go. Quick three and out. Get him off the field. They throw the Jets just Njoku, play like cover yeah. two and they throw a little David and Joku catches like an eight yard hook yeah, that and runs. multiple times. Yeah. And I'm like, uh oh, mm-hmm. he's unreal. Yeah, thirty-six yards passing. All right, we're already past one fantasy point. Yep. yep. Before we know, it'd be two, and then ten, and then twenty-two. So yeah, um, all-time bad move. David Njoku, red hot by the way. Yeah. I how mean, many times did he catch the ball in this game and turn around and was like, "Yeah, there's no one here. Yeah, I'll just oh. run for a while." Like, Felt like every time, ridiculous. all six of them. I don't he know what. F- I, I would never say like players quit or anything like that, but it just seemed like they weren't there. Like, the Jets defense you're focused. talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would, you know, yeah. like they're they're trying, they're doing doing their best, right? They're earning their paychecks, playing for next year, whatever it is, but. I mean, that was a big difference from past Jets defenses. They've been great all year long. The worst that we've seen them play. No, no question. Since since Salah's first year. Totally. And when they really struggled, that was bad. You see the Jets had gone 33 straight games without allowing a 300 yard passer. 33 straight. That was the Flacco and more passing guards in the first half than they had allowed in a game all season. Yeah, great. Right. I want to talk right. about Brees Hall because I know that he's awesome. He's like, awesome. Brees yeah. Hall last week had 16 targets. Mm-hmm. And then tonight, or tonight, last night, he had nine targets again. He is so used in this passing game. Nine catches on nine targets for 42 yards and another touchdown. I mean, it, they can't pass protect. It's at like all. the perfect yeah. recipe for him. It really is. That it's like our quarterback's bad. We can't pass protect. He has no arm strength. So we're just going to dump the ball off. Like he had nine targets last night. However many catches he had, I would be willing to bet that like three. Okay, he had nine catches. I bet five of those went for like two yards or less. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Yeah, though, some- right? Doesn't matter. Seven of them. No, five went for seven yards or less. Whatever. I don't know what he's trying to say, but something anyway, important. I mean, 42 lots- yards on nine catches. That's what I was trying to get from Paul's. A lot of, a lot of short so Under right. five yards a catch. Sorry for the bad uh, podcast in there. It's not Pulse's fault. That is mine, Mike Clay. But yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he's been awesome. 26 plus fantasy points in three of his last four games. He's been terrific. He's so good. And to think this has happened multiple times with the Jets this season. There, there have been garbage <laughs> time plays. Did you notice like the last five plays of the game last night? Yeah. It was just uh, Abaconda. 
Yep. Just it, every single play, like literally every yeah. play was a short pass. Dump off. Dump and they off. did that with Michael Carter earlier yeah. this season. Yeah. I remember losing a game by like 0.1 points because he'll uh, <laughs> wasn't on the field. <laughs> and Michael Carter got all those targets and they got waved. Anyway, all right. Yeah, so anyway, I started. Well, we're going to preview that matchup later in the show. Yeah. Uh, but I had Hall, of course. I, yeah. I, not, I do want to give Flacco. I'm well, done. I'm done being salty. I want to give a quick shout out really fast. Mike, you had two props in that. You crushed both of them. Trevor Simeon over on pass attempts and Brees Hall under on rush attempts, which because yeah. he got so much use in the, in the passing game, like it totally worked out. Yeah, so. I was nervous about uh, probably both of them after one quarter. Yes. Yeah. But then it, it was a game script call. And it worked perfectly. They stopped running the ball in the fourth quarter. Yep. And of course, they had to throw it to play catch up. So sometimes it's as simple as game script and it worked out beautifully. Well, thank you. If we lead Thursday night football is in the books. Now it's time that we need to move ahead and look to our Sunday slate, guys. Let's do it. Let's roll. All right. Back here on Fantasy Focus. My name is Daniel Dopp here with Field Jates and Mike Clay. Guys, let's talk about our week 17 preview part two. Field Jates and I already did part one yesterday. Go ahead and check that Thanks, out guys. in our podcast feed. We did it without I Mike Clay. I thought you were good on yesterday's show. It was a very show. good show without Thanks. Mike. Yes. I, was, I was sleeping. So. Best analysis I've heard from Mike all season long. <laughs> sleeping at 11 a.m.? No. I was working on that bet playbook. That's exactly ah, what right. you were doing. That's exactly what you're doing. We're going to have a parlay later. We'll talk about it. Hey, let's talk about Dolphins running backs, okay? Raheem Mostert, dealing with an ankle and a knee injury, mispractice on Wednesday, also mispractice on Thursday, but it sounds like he is expected to play. I think this has been his pattern, maybe not missing Wednesday and Thursday, but he's had this knee and ankle injury for like two months. For a while, a lot of veteran days. In running back years, he's like 87 years old. Is he 32? So, I mean, give him a break, right? He should rest a little. Devon Achan also mispracticed yesterday with a toe injury, but also expected, it looks like, to be able to go this week. Just want to make sure that we have an eye on both of those in case there are any setbacks field they go up against the baltimore ravens giving up the third fewest fantasy points to running backs over the last four weeks how are you approaching these dolphins running backs are you starting one of them are you starting both of them are you starting neither of them because the defense is too good i have raheem moser is rb22 and devon mm-hmm. chain is rb28 now i think there's a part of me that could sit there and say you know moser with just <laughs> nine catches in his past seven games yep being so touchdown dependent is a risky play. And then you could think about what I did last night in benching Joe Flacco. And you could say, would you really bench a guy when the vibes are that high? Mm -hmm. Because somehow, some way, Raheem Mostert is a pretty darn good bet to find the end zone. He's got 21 touchdowns this season. He has a touchdown in five straight games. During those five games, he has eight total touchdowns, Mike. So he is the optimal, the preferred play of these Dolphins running backs. And while HM will probably still finish the season as a top 10 running back on a points per game basis, he obviously has come back down to earth because while he's an awesome player, it is impossible to score 30 fantasy points every game. Yeah, that Denver game's really (laughs) carried him. He's still sixth in fantasy points per game at running back. We have ranked 31st for sure. It's unreal. Uh, yeah, look, uh, HN coming off a game in which he had his third highest snap share of the season, which is interesting, but he has wow. really cooled 20 plus fantasy points in his first four games. He's been under 12 and a half in three straight now. Yeah. So he has definitely come back to earth. There's definitely reason to consider putting him on your bench against a team that's allowed only five running backs to reach 15 fantasy points this season. So yep. are two more going to do it here. If you start both of these guys, that's your expectation. By the way, Moster, you mentioned all the touchdowns season low. 30% of the snaps in the most recent game for mm. Miami that we saw a lot of Jeff Wilson involved in that game as well. So yes, it's a tricky one. I don't think either is necessarily a lineup lock, but if you have Raheem Mostert, I mean, good luck convincing yourself to put him on the bench. I want your championship be. on the line, all that touchdown possibility upside. I think you have to start him. Those touchdowns have been keeping his floor pretty high for, for your fantasy roster, which whole is season. Nice. Yeah. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. yeah. He's going to be a very intriguing player for next season. Yep. For sure. Totally. Mike Gus Edwards has been a top 20 running back and back to back weeks. Again, thanks to mm. rushing touchdowns. That's He's it. basically been a touchdown dependent RB two or flex play all season long. Is there any reason why that changes this? Yeah. Week? He's like a, a next step down Raheem Mostert. Yeah. Kinda, same kind yeah. of thing. Yep. 12 touchdowns in 15 games, 13 targets in 15 games. Yeah. 12 touchdowns, 13 That's targets crazy. in his 15 games uh, so far this season. Their usage last week, the first game without Keaton Mitchell, did not go how I expected. Gus Edwards uh, played 43% of the snaps. It was 62% for Hill. Hill actually had more carries. Yeah. Hill ran more routes. That's That was expected. It was three to one in targets. So um, I was surprised how much Hill we got in 
the running game in this one. Also, Miami, very good against running backs as well. Fifth fewest fantasy points. Only one running back has gotten to 20 points. So I don't think this is a great situation. I think you can justify benching both guys. Yeah, I've got Edwards as RB30 because, as you know, despite the fact that he's going to maybe play fewer snaps than Justice Hill once again this week and probably won't be as involved in the passing game, if the Ravens have the football from Correct. the five-yard line or in, it is mm. going to be exclusively Gus Edwards and maybe a Lamar Jackson run, which I certainly would not be against. <laughs> okay, that's For selfish fair. reasons. But yeah, only. I can only imagine why you would want to be able to have well, that. I mean, again, purely selfish reasons. Yes, yes, that's right. Well, he's good. I'm told he's good, right? Might, Lamar, might be the MVP leader, I top three like, or four is he score, On the scale of like, like, you know, replacement level to Jared Stidham, I think he's like a little bit lower than Stidham. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he's a good player. also relative to the other quarterback starting in our matchup right that's now, fair. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a Lamar. You have Lamar and Stidham. Yep. I have Gino and Jacoby Brissett. That's yeah. what we're down to. So I, mean, I still have the option to potentially play Terod Taylor. Oh, hey. oh yeah. Well, okay, we'll get to Terod Taylor a little bit later okay. on the show. I want to talk about a different running back. How about the one in this game, Tua? Tua's uh, been outside the top oh, 20. Is that like a Tua's a running back? Did I say running back? Oh, yeah. I meant quarterback. Oh, okay, yeah. In this game Definitely that we're talking back. about, not, yeah. uh, Ravens-Dolphins, I want to talk about the quarterback because you guys were just talking about quarterbacks back and forth. So Tua's been outside the top 20 at quarterback. In three straight weeks, my mm-hmm. like immediately recency bias is like, no, I am not playing him against the Baltimore Ravens. I have him outside my top 16 at quarterback field. How are you approaching Tua? Okay, so if a quarterback averages about 3.5 rushing yards per game, do you like that? Yes or no? No. Okay, you don't like that. Let's establish that part. Okay. If a quarterback over the past five games is averaging exactly one passing touchdown per game, do you like that? Nope, yes or no? That's not good either. Okay, you don't like that. No. If they're facing the defense that has allowed the fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks, do you like that or no? That seems bad. Uh, okay. I, don't there you like go. I mean, it worked out for Flacco last night. Stop though, it, so. Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Uh, but no, uh, look, only two quarterbacks even have 17 points against them yeah. Yeah. this season. Two. Crazy. So is Tua going to be the third, considering that his best weekly finish is ninth in his last nine games? Who do you think the He's two no were? He's no ceiling. Do you know who the two were offhand? The two, uh, no. I got the 17? Not off the top of my head. Nope. Was it like... It's got to be someone random. Paulson's going to look it up okay, for us. Yeah. But with no Jalen Waddle in this one, too, I mean, that's one less weapon for, for two. If you're thing, looking yeah. at the upside, right, you're like, nah, I'm like maybe he, like, one less weapon in this. I just, I don't feel good about it. I have no reason yes, to want to start as well. Yep. Yeah. And again, he, uh, yeah. nine weeks, he has finished better two. than ninth. I'll give you the two, courtesy of Kevin Pulsifer. Matthew Stafford. Oh, of, of course. course. Yeah, he's been yeah, playing yeah, awesome. Yeah, right. He's been great. Yeah, and Josh Dobbs. If, there's your random. That's there's it. Your random. <laughs> guy who got benched. Like Josh that's Dobbs a story of the season. My roster in the dynasty match. Quarterback yeah. chaos. It's really the season. This year has been unreal. Yeah. Uh, Mike, I want to ask you about Devonte Adams. Okay. He had a dud in week 16. Massive dud. Scored 1.4 fantasy points. But Mike Clay, you and I knew this. We talked about this coming into the matchup. Yeah. We didn't know it was going to be 1.4 fantasy points, but we knew that he was going to have a touch, tough matchup with the Legereus Sneed shadow. You talked about that exclusively last week. Because of that, are you worried about Devontae Adams this week or because it's such a good matchup? Are you like, hey, man, mm-hmm. I'm not even worried about last week, last week Devontae Adams, no I, problem. I don't know if it's a good matchup. Seventh fewest fantasy points to receivers for the Colts. Third fewest targets face. So it's kind of a volume thing. Well, it's having a lot, a lot, a lot. better than the matchup he had last week. I, I, would, say, I would say so. But check this out. This is interesting about Adams. Last six games, 10 plus targets and six plus catches and four of them averaging 18.1 fantasy points. Yeah. Okay. That's four of the games. You had two exceptions. Same, same team. Yeah. They were both the Chiefs. Lazarius Sneed both times, five for 73, and the one catch for four yards that you just pointed out, 13.7 total points in those games. It's below his average in the other four. So to that point, you know, again, for 67% of the times during the Aiden O'Connell era here, he's been, he's been good. He's been productive. It's just been the Chiefs. So I'm 14th on my board. Uh, probably knocking him a couple spots for this matchup here. The Colts doing good defensively, but I, you're st- I think you're starting him. I mean, I, I have no doubt about it. Uh, two things here. First of all, Joe Flacco just threw another touchdown. Congratulations to <laughs> Mike on that. Self owning yourself. <laughs> no, I mean, look, I, I self owned at eight seventeen last night when they opened that drive with that thirty six yard pass to David and Joku on the th- on the third whatever fourth play of the mm-hmm. game. Um, they had zero passing completions in the final three quarters of last week's game. You're talking about the Raiders. The Raiders. The Raiders. Zero. Yeah, he's got that lead and sat on it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. possible that they yes. have a lead again early on in this game. Yeah. This sounds crazy. Whose offense is better right now? The Chiefs or the Colts? Whose offense? <laughs> I mean, I, I would I would say Chiefs, but it's, it's a coin not. Flip, right? It's <laughs> a coin flip. think about it okay. for a second. Yeah, yeah, they, I, I would say this. Based off of the way that the Chiefs are playing at this moment, I have more confidence in the Colts 
finding a way to get the 21 points this mm-hmm. upcoming Sunday. Then the Chiefs last week, who up until like the last like five minutes of the game, got nothing mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. offensively whatsoever. So I think Devontae is a startable wide receiver this week. I have him as wide receiver 10. Yep. I've missed wide Behind, receiver. Though, the other wide receiver in this game. Yeah, Michael Pittman, and we talked about him at the top of the show field, still in the concussion protocol. I want to make sure that he's able to progress through that. Mm-hmm. But I guess really two questions. Yeah. Assuming that he plays, Michael Pittman, lineup lock, and is there anyone else from this receiving core that you would want to play? Nope. We saw it last week, right? It kind of bared out. Now, it was a bad matchup last week against the Falcons, but yeah. I'm not sure this Raiders defense is a great matchup based off the way that they are playing right now. But just to put some numbers behind the excellence of Michael Pittman in his six, in his last six healthy games, if you exclude the game that he had, they got hurt against the Pittsburgh Steelers. He had eight or more catches. He has 10 plus fantasy points in all but one game this mm-hmm. season. That's he so has good. been one of the most automatic players in all of fantasy, a deserved top 10 wide receiver play this week. Yeah, I support all Michael Juniors for sure. We know that <laughs> yes, he is on your team. Yes. So, you know, I, I, I hope he's healthy and plays. But I just hope he, you know allows Josh Downs to do some things and maybe at the four tight ends, they like to rotate share the wealth. Yeah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I would prefer that's to a see. Good thought there, Mike. Um, I mean, terrible thought, hey, but a good thought. Let but, me ask you this question. If for some reason there is a setback like we had last week and Michael yep. Pittman doesn't go, no. would you play anyone else? No, right? that's where I was going with this. Uh, Pierce had 30 yards last week with Pittman out under nine fantasy points in 14 of his 15 games this yeah, season. Crazy. Just a step back from last year. Disappointing. Yep. Josh Downs had 39 yards in that game under 45 yards and under 10 fantasy points in seven straight games. Now crazy. for Josh Downs, yep. he has fallen off as well. So I would, I would avoid if possible, if I had to pick one, it would still be Josh Downs. He had seven targets last week. He's shown some upside this season. He'd be the preferred play, but if you can avoid here, I think you'd be avoiding as well. And obviously the only other player in this game that we would start or in this team would obviously be Jonathan Taylor. There was no Zach Moss last week. We'll see what he looks like this week because he's been limited in both his practices, but Jonathan Taylor, obviously a must start if you have him in fantasy. Yes. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. I was, I was just gonna say touchdown in four straight games is five touchdowns during that span. So he'd go back even before the injury. Yeah. He looked good and played 60% of the snaps in his first game back, 18 carries, one target. I'd like to see more target volume, uh, but this is a decent matchup. Raiders have struggled against running backs, or at least on the, you know, they're below average against running backs. Not a great matchup, certainly not a bad one. So uh, feel good. Feel good about him. Feel good about him. I'm with you on that. All right, back here on Fantasy Focus. My name is Daniel Dobb, joined by Field Jates and Mike Clay, making our way through our Week 17 preview. Guys, let's talk about the Chiefs. Fields, you just mentioned it with Patrick Mahomes. Assuming that you survived the last couple weeks of Patrick Mahomes, which is not a guarantee, last four weeks, quarterback 17, quarterback 20, quarterback 17, quarterback 18. At this point, like I've got him as QB nine because this matchup against the Bengals is much better than Mm -hmm. he's had recently. But I don't feel confident in that ranking at all. And I can't promise you that like some of that isn't just name value. And I'm just giving him a little bit of that Patrick Mahomes bump. I feel the same way. I mean, I know that Mike is obviously and deservedly and understandably more processed than results. You are exclusively process driven. You're not going to be holding to the results. But we mentioned how Tua earlier in the show has no upside. Yeah. Does Patrick Mahomes have any upside? It's the same thing. I was going to say last week, Lee finished better than eighth was week seven. Week seven. I'm so sorry. Week, week seven? seven was his last finish better than eighth. So think about that. If you, you're in a league with 10 or 12 people, that's a bl- he's not even, a, you know, in the upper half of the scores at all. Like since week se- that's it's unbelievable. I can't so. wait to see what the Chiefs do this offseason because obviously and they have they can certainly win a, a Super Bowl this year still like it's not like this year is over. But for the Chiefs to have the kind of sustained success that a lot of us were imagining they would have when they basically ripped through the league for five straight years prior to this season, it's going to require a much better offensive output. It just will. That's just the way Go this down. league works yeah. right now. But the current situation is just not even anywhere close to adequate for fantasy purposes. We have all really paid the price. And so yeah. I've got him as quarterback nine. The numbers tell you it's a decent matchup. The Bengals allow the most yards per attempt. They've mm-hmm. allowed the 10th most fantasy points per game per game to opposing quarterbacks. That being said, I have him at quarterback nine, and I feel, like Daniel said, that's even a little bit too generous for Patrick Mahomes, who had to, like, scratch and claw last week to get to 16.7 points. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little higher, a little bit more optimistic because of the matchup. The Bengals, you mentioned their struggles, also a lot worse over the last month, too, which, been, yeah. which is helpful. Another reason is quarterback, the state of quarterback is kind of a mess. with so many backup quarterbacks right now, which helps his cause. Yeah. And the third reason is he had 57 dropbacks last week, too. They just continue to throw the ball. Ten a ton. rushing attempts. Sounds like uh, no Isaiah Pacheco, by the way. Yeah, that's another thing. Yeah. They're going to be throwing it a lot. It's a good matchup. There's a lot to like. So I'm a little more optimistic. But I have, I have a decision. I have Mahomes 
here in a good matchup against the Bengals or Brock Purdy after what happened last week. He's playing Washington. It's on the road. Purdy. I'm I'm certainly I certainly have Purdy in my lineup, but I'm just like no Purdy. I want to. I want to go Mahomes. Like yeah. you drafted Mahomes to be your guy. Dynasty league or what? It, it is a dynasty league. Yeah, it's a dynasty league. Nice little still. setup you've got there. Yeah. yeah, it's good. Good problem to have. So. I'll say. Let me ask you this because I think we're at the point right now okay. where fantasy managers, again, if you even made it this far with Mahomes as your quarterback, and that's a pretty big if with the way he's played over the last month. I understand the emotional hedge of like, hey man, like, let's say I want to start Brock Purdy, or let's say I want to start. He's a he's an obvious starter to me, like a Matthew Stafford or mm-hmm. more of a streamer. Like, I don't want to fault somebody because they're like, I just can't do Patrick Mahomes again after what he's done for the last no. four weeks. I it, understand that there is only one way that I think you can go into this game and feel confident about starting Patrick Mahomes, not just starting him, but expecting a big output. Is it AFC West only fantasy leagues? Um, no, <laughs> this is shades of last year when either in the semis or the championship round, Tom Brady and Mike Evans That's against right. the Panthers that big game. Yeah. went off. Yeah. And it was like a season of frustration. Mm-hmm. The people that made the playoffs made the finals with those two players, did it in spite of them, not because of them. Rex Ryan won the Warham League last year. with Tom, It's a deep 16-team league with Tom Brady. And it's just like I, games like that will, and games like last night will always stick in my brain where mm-hmm. it's like you think something is impossible and then it happens and you're like, oh my gosh. But Travis Kelsey, we, have, we all have him as tight end one. He's coming off of back-to-back games with under 10 fantasy points. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the second time that's happened for Kelsey since 2017. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Last time was 2021. I pulled the same stat. That's so, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, 2017. Unreal. That's insane. Yeah. Six years. And, and he even like, he's been under 16 fantasy points in eight straight. So he hasn't had that ceiling. Like, he hasn't yeah. even been getting 18, 19, 20, 25 points. Like we've seen in the past, uh, you know, his target share last season was 26%. He's been under 25 in eight straight games. So yeah. he's not getting quite that volume, even though it's a super passive offense, the targets are down a little bit from last season. However, again, this kind of plays right into what I said with Mahomes and why I'm more optimistic. The Bengals are atrocious against tight ends this yeah, year. The most yards and second most fantasy points to that position. So I don't know. I, I feel well, a little bit more optimistic about them at some point. Evan Ingram Chase broke his volume. touchdown streak. Yes, Chase volume. Great. Indie That's band. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just to put some numbers to week 17 last year to make this Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey thing turn into the Tom Brady, Mike Evans thing. Oh, yeah. Mike Evans, 10 for 207 and three touchdowns last year. Mm. Tom Brady, 432 yards, mm. three passing touchdowns That's and good. a rushing touchdown for Tommy. Yeah. I could see it. I could see it. That was his gift to the fantasy managers on the way out. That, right? six, Only two games point. left after that. Yeah. He's like, you know what? I've put you guys on my back for decades now. I'll give you one more parting gift on the way By out. By the way, the Bengals season, you know, what's I don't know what the record is right now. They're pretty much out. No. Right? Oh, they've got life. They're, they're hanging Eight in there. Eight and seven, yeah. But the Chiefs are not. They haven't clinched yet. They have two not, games left. No. They're going to play on the road in the playoffs. They need, like. Not a guarantee, but likely. It's not like they're taking the foot off the gas. They're going to be Neither all in is. to, yeah. to yeah. pile up points totally. in this game. And they certainly want to get back on track before yep. the playoffs. They, they need to. Mike, you had mentioned Travis Kelsey, obviously, with that target share. The reason why his target share is not as high this year, Field, is because Rasheed Rice has absolutely come on and crushed it. We have been begging for Rasheed Rice yeah. basically all season long as a rookie for him to be involved. And then that's finally happened over the last handful of weeks. It feels like he's taken over as the number one guy. He's an easy set it and forget it starter for me this week. Feel the same way. Yep. I just want to make sure that we're on the same page with I'm that. I'm trying to think of the lesson learned from Patrick Mahomes' struggles in fantasy this season. He's still the best player in the world. Is the lesson... For Daniel, always Jalen Hurts. For Mike and I, always Josh Allen. Mm. Just always draft those players. Just do that. I'm just, I mean, next that year, I'm just, gonna, me. I'm just going to wait till like the fifth round to take Flacco. I mean, I was debating this this morning with somebody. What contract will Joe Flacco receive this offseason? Yeah, that's, I was thinking that too. Is he signed as a bridge quarterback or is it backup somewhere or does well, he get? I, you're right. The backup thing makes sense because there are only 32 spots. You think yeah. Joe Flacco is going to go somewhere? Assuming this run continues. And be like, yeah, I'm cool being the backup. Not, if, not. I mean, if they keep rolling and win the Super Bowl, I mean, I'll, I'll, he's also going to be 39 at that point, right? So, got to be somewhat that, realistic. But I, maybe his arm looks stronger now than it did back in yeah. the day, which is saying something. God, he looks. I mean, let's, get him, let's get him to Atlanta. The dude's okay? got five yeah. kids. Yes, good call. He's got five kids. He's got dad strength for literally decades. Yeah, yeah. he really does. He's got four sons too. Like. That daughter must be the easiest child in the world for those four maniacs. I mean, all my friends who have who have son as a, as a one who a guy who was raised with with an older brother as well. Like we're we're psychos. 
Like we cause nightmares for parents. Yeah. And then daughters are just little cutie pie. Little just, angels. Yeah. yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that feeling. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Mike, Philly's giving up the second most fantasy points to quarterback yeah, this they year. Are. Assuming Kyler plays and he has missed practice the last two days with an illness. People were calling it a holiday bug. Picked up over the holidays. Uh, everyone has those, right? Now. Yeah, we are expecting he's yeah. going to play. Do you think that he will be a top 10 guy this week against your Eagles? I do. I have him at QB 8, two passing touchdowns last week. This is the first time he's actually done that this season. Also at 32 rushing yards. So you're basically getting one or two passing touchdowns. You're getting, what, five, six, seven fantasy Couple points from his legs as well. Yep. He's, well, actually more than that. Sometimes he's scoring rushing touchdowns. Uh, 20 plus fantasy points in half of his games. Two of his, he's had two kind of duds where he just felt kind of gross about it if you started him. Pittsburgh and San Francisco, yep. right? Obviously, uh, tough matchups. And you mentioned, they're going to throw a lot against Philly. They're big underdogs. The Eagles are facing 39.1 pass attempts per game. Huge number. A lot. Second most passing touchdowns. Second most fantasy points. Matchup's great. He's going to have value with his legs. More passing volume. The only thing I'm a little worried, worried about is, you know, uh, Marquise Brown. We'll see if he goes. Uh, it's, oh, is he out now? One IR, yep. Oh, he's gone on IR. Okay, so oh, yeah. that, that's, you know, his, the supporting cast not great right now. He's going to have to feature Trey McBride, so uh, which has gone great over yep. the last few weeks. So, yeah, I like him. I like him a lot. like him a lot. What about DeAndre Swift? Let's talk about your Eagles a little bit more. Yeah. Obviously, the, we're starting the wide receivers. That seems very obvious. But when you look at this running back situation, are you in on Swift in Week 17? Uh, I am. I This one's an interesting one. So he's coming off a bounce back game. 20 carries, 92 yards, and a touchdown last <laughs> week. But he was under 10 fantasy points in his prior four games. And also, he had zero targets last week. He has 12 receiving yards in his last five games. And I was curious about that. Yeah. So I, I did a little deep dive into his usage. And we've seen, you know, I won't get too into the numbers, but he had a clear edge over Kenny Gainwell in routes and a 32 to 15 edge in targets during the first eight games that those two played in full together. The last five games, Gainwell has run seven more routes and has three more targets, 13 to 10. That's a big change wow. for DeAndre Swift. He's not getting that passing down work. That all being said, great matchup. Arizona's second most yards and touchdowns, most fantasy points to running backs this season. So I do think I'm comfortable even without the passing game work with Swift in my lineup. Yeah. I still have him as a top 15 running back a little bit higher than you, Mike, but I like him this week as well. More thoughts on Swift later on in the show. Okay, hey, Field, you're the only one that doesn't have Jalen Hurts ranked at number one. Are you trying to insult Mike more with that or me because you've got Dak Prescott, who has the Lions secondary that you have as number one? I feel pretty good about that one, Daniel. Yeah, is that what <laughs> it is? Say it, but I feel I'm not even mad about darn that one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, quarterback one, playing at home, 30 passing touchdowns this season, most yeah. in the NFL. All right. All right, fine. So Jalen Hurts and quarterback two on the, on the week then because of that. They're certainly yeah. the top two quarterbacks, we'll yeah. say. Yeah. Josh Allen. If you have one of those two that. guys, yeah. you feel good. You should Josh say. Allen as well. Josh yeah. Allen. Yeah. yeah, Allen's up there. Lamar, of course. Yeah. yeah. Is he? I just read an... Well, we'll, we'll save that later. <laughs> but shout out to my dude, Bill Barnwell, for definitely repping, uh, repping the Josh Allen love. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers, guys. I want to know. We saw George Pickens. Four catches, 195 yards and two touchdowns last week. That's so unsustainable. Mike, the regression to the mean, what's it going to look like for George Pickens? Is it going to go back to four catches for 30 yards? yards? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he had six targets in this game. That's yeah. not that's, enough. That's I don't, I don't feel good about it. This is that process over resulting. Yeah, he had yeah. a couple big plays in this game at that long touchdown where it was kind of blown coverage middle of the field, snuck through, whatever. Uh, I'm not buying it. Seven or fewer targets in nine straight games. He's averaging yeah. 5.4 targets per game during that stretch, averaging 3.9 yards and 7.8 fantasy points per game during the first eight before this past game. That has not been good. Neutral matchup yeah. against Seattle. Neither receiver has been particularly good for since Deontay Johnson's come back. Yep. So I, no, I don't feel good here at all. Yeah. I mean, you got to also factor in last week was Christmas Eve. So Mason Rudolph playing on Christmas mm, Eve. Yep. Mm. There was like some harmony involved. There. Definitely. Like, can you really go off? Like Christmas is so far in the rear view mirror now. Like I'm already planning my July 4th celebration. So I You're do think that's New important Year's? to note. What's New Year's? Yeah, I mean, we are working all day. <laughs> I'll Sunday. be too busy grinding yeah, the tape that night. Right. We're yeah. watching Sunday night football until the ball drops. Yeah. yeah, and then get ready for the next night because we have, of course, two yes, college football playoff Ooh. national semifinal yeah. games. Can't wait. Do you guys remember when Pat Fryermuth was a top 10 tight end? Yeah, last year. Dude, when we, yes. also, we thought yeah. about it. Even when we thought about him that way, right? This so. week... How many we, targets last week? How many catches? Uh, zero. Zero, yeah. zero mm -hmm. targets. What do you do? Targets. Mm -hmm. What do you do there? Great store. Yeah, it, it sure is. Yeah. It sure is. Um, 
I think I have him. Well, I have him ranked 25th. So, yeah. well, okay, I guess so a little higher so with guys out. <laughs> you don't play him. That's what you, you do. Cannot, yeah. You yeah. cannot play him. It's just you big love growth. Pat Farm with Dan. You got him at tight end 19. I have him at 19. Yeah, yeah, I got a lot of, a lot of, and listen, two, team, two tight end leagues. That's exactly starting. what it is. That, that's, I, listen, what are you going to do? You have him outside the top 16 at tight end. What yeah, are you doing? Uh, Steelers need a quarterback. They got to, they got to figure that out. Yes, they do. Get, get these guys going. These two, we've Flacco? talked about this before. Joe Flacco, there it is. That would uh, be fine. He can make his way around the the division, right? Yeah, I mean, that'd be been three great. out of four. Yeah. What if he wins a Super Bowl with the Browns? That'd be amazing. Be what amazing. a story! It'd be awesome. As someone was it on the game? Was it Al? I think it was Al. Michael said it like the the trajectory is similar to Nick Foles that season. Hard wow. to argue. Wow, kinda, kinda I can't out. imagine the the off season conversation if Joe Flacco wins a Super Bowl with the, the albatross Does of a contract, the contract that is Deshaun Watson that they can't get out of and figuring out what that Browns team does. By the way, like in the off season, the, I had the Browns as a top five roster. Like yeah. they were stacked on paper. And a lot of times the, the pushback is, yeah, but it's the Browns, right? Who cares? It's the Browns. They still lost like a, ch- a huge chunk of those players. They have no business being this good. Yeah, right? 11 I mean, wins now with all the injuries. They, I don't care how good they were on paper. Like with all these injuries, teams don't survive that right? ever. It's yeah. like even the Ravens who are always good. They had that one year where everyone was hurt and they just fell apart, missed the playoffs. Like it just, it's so hard to do. It's been really impressive. Being on their impressive. fourth quarterback and losing a top five running back and Nick Chubb, what yeah, they've, they've done been has been yeah. unreal. It Offensive really line. They've Offensive lost both yeah. of their tackles. Yep. I mean, yeah. it's been a battle of attrition for them all Lots season. Of defense yeah. too. Thornhill's missed a lot of time. Yeah. Denzel Ward's missed a lot of time. Delpit's like, on IR lot, now. Well, yeah, yeah. Tons. Um, yeah. It's a reason why Kevin Stefanski is right now leading the coach of the year. Should be funny. It's should a be up there, deep, yeah. deep pool of candidates. It is. John Harbaugh, Mike McDaniel, you know, some other. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan. Definitely Campbell, Campbell, obviously. Yeah. 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 I mean, there have been, been some outstanding uh, jobs this year, so I'm going to feel bad for whoever does not win it. Um, I think we should be, should be smart enough as a collective football following to understand that like someone can be outstanding at their job and not win the award. And it's not a demerit, right? Like Mm -hmm. if I pick and I don't have a vote, but if I were to pick Kevin Stefanski, it's not because I think Mike McDaniel has not John done an incredible job (laughs) and vice versa. Like if the Dolphins get the number one seed, it's going to be hard to not pick Mike McDaniel. Does that mean that Kevin Stefanski has been inferior? No, they've all been awesome. Maybe we need like follow the F1 lead and have a podium. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. That'll be good. Yeah. Here's what I want to do right now. If you guys are okay with this, I would love to look at your dynasty lineups. We've been talking about a back and Mm. forth. Let's take a look at the dynasty matchup between Steel Jates and Mike Clay right now. I think we got a full screen that's going to show us what their lineups look like. Look at that. This is fancy. We might have had some. Nothing like some. Someone saw Jacoby Brissett and Mike, and they're like, "All right, next team." Yeah, that's it. They're done. All right. So on the left is Mike's team. Mike, why don't you read your starting lineup? You can introduce it like Chicago Bulls theme style. Add quarterback from the University of Fieldwood. No. Jacoby Brissett? Ch- Jacoby Brissett. NC State? Yeah. NC State. There you go. So you I'll do, let's, do, let's, do, let's do the all. Yeah. Uh, Travis. Uh, right. So you have Jacoby Brissett and uh, Geno Smith. Yeah. <laughs> Geno from West Virginia. And uh, Superflex. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Travis Etienne, Clemson. Clemson. I got that's that correct. one. Yep. Brees Hall is Iowa, Iowa State. Iowa State, yep. right? Bukunakua is that wide receiver? That's, that is BYU, BYU. via yeah, yeah, Washington. Yep. CeeDee Lamb. You know this one. Bama. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah of course. Uh, Darren Waller. Mark, this one. Uh, that's a tricky one. No, he not he's not Marshall, right? Georgia uh, Tech. Georgia Tech. Yeah, I don't think of DJ Moore. That one, you know, Miami no, of Ohio. Come on, you guys know DJ Moore. DJ, no, I'm I'm spacing. Maryland, Maryland, Maryland. Maryland. Okay. of course. Uh, Jamar Chase. That one, you know. Yes, LSU. There LSU. Yeah. And uh, Joshua Jacobs. Alabama. That one, you know. Yeah, just one in doubt. A running back yeah. probably went to Alabama. So if you just heard that team, you're like, well, the skill guys are great. The yeah. uh, quarterback's not great. I had uh, Justin Herbert, Deshaun Watson. And uh, Russell Wilson. Yeah, they got pinched this week. Yeah, so not great. And then Mike, okay. uh, Field. Let's see your squad. Okay. Well, I, I want to ask really quickly because you've got Josh Jacobs in there. If he doesn't roll, he's not the only yeah, guy. I have Samir White there. Also, Jamar Chase is there. I have Najee Harris on my bench. So Just in case. Okay, okay, so those, those are your are the next two, two up. Yeah. All right, Field. What about your lineup? All right, so my lineup: quarterback Lamar Jackson, Louisville. Yep, got Elite. that one. Okay. Also, Jared Stidham, Auburn via Baylor. Okay, James Conner, running back from Pitt. David yes, Montgomery, sir. running back from. I Iowa State. Again. There, there we go. We go. Michael Pittman Jr. from USC. Debo Samuel from the other USC, South Carolina. Uh-huh. Travis Kelsey from Cincinnati. Raheem Mostert. This is a, this is a good one. Ooh, if you know that's going one. way back. He, he you was guys on got the Eagles this. though. Went back then. When Raheem Mostert in. and the Browns and the Dolphins. Where did if he you go? have this one, where did he go? I don't know. I don't Big know. Ten school. Ooh. I'll get back to a second. George Kittle from Iowa. Iowa. Yeah, Javante Williams from North Carolina and Raheem Mostert from. 
Purdue. Ah, okay. Good poll. That's impressive. Would you, you have guessed the 11? That's this, a good skill. Again, unimportant stuff? <laughs> yeah, me. Fields got I, it used down. To, I used to know all that. <laughs> but I, stuff, yeah, I used not to, me. I used right. to be able to do the same thing, but yeah. not anymore. Yeah. yeah, I can like I can do two things now. I can change a diaper with one hand, <laughs> and I can tell you where somebody went to college. That's Those so are like so my two skills Field's in changing life. the diaper, and he's like, where did he go to school? And he's like <laughs> typing one hand. That's why. <laughs> I hope you don't mix those hands up by accident. That would be bad. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, listen, I'm down in the dumps after not starting Joe Flacco last night. Mike's projected to win by, I think, 12 and a half right now. It was like really close before. It was close. Yeah. It was a 1.3 point line going into last night. It is now a much wider gap as Mike got a big day. I mean, and a big day from Brees Hall, but he's a star. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, Brees Hall getting 23 fantasy yeah. points is kind of in line with the kind of production you can expect That's from what him. Brees does. Every once in a while. He's terrific. So uh, yep. no major uh, qualms with, with Brees Hall going off. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just hope that... Um, Here's what I hope for at this point. I mean, truthfully, like I'm having fun with this. I mean, we have fun's an interesting way of describing word, it. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm at the point now where all I hope is that if Mike comes out victorious, the difference is not Jared Sidham versus Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if you're going to beat me, crush me like a grape. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to have some decisions like that too with if Chase plays, uh, you know, uh, that might be it, though. Yeah, I think you play him. Like Jacobs, I'm going to play. Najee Harris, though, I like his matchup. So he's an interesting mm-hmm. one. Do I plug him in? I could even play him over Brissett, which I don't think I'm going to do. You want to go with the quarterback and that your would super be spicy. flex generally. Yeah, that would be spicy. Um, but we, we have some options, so I'm with you. It's going to be interesting. It's like Jared Sidham has like a rushing touchdown in the opening drive and then plunges in quarterback sneak style later. Yeah, he did. You know, his, I saw his uh, his prop for rushing was really high, and I was like, I couldn't. I, I don't remember him running a ton last year. Fourteen two carries games. and two starts. Yeah, and he had yeah, he was around like thirty yards in both of them. So what's his rushing prop now? Um, I think it's like 32 yards. It's something like that. It's right in that range. It's right in that range. Um, yeah. 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 Jaron Hollis is about the same. Field, I want to ask you, you obviously had some question marks in the Dynasty League at the quarterback position, but what about in the Fantasy Focus Show League where you and I are going up against each other in the finals? What's your roster look like there? Uh, no quarterback question there for me, Daniel, as I have, well, at least not in my mind. Uh, this is uh, the Focus League. I think we have some names that have been sort of possibly maybe confused uh my quarterback in the show league yep yeah this is this is my lineup oh, that's again your dynasty from that's a dynasty, dynasty lineup. team so all right uh, let's get the show league my quarterback is josh allen obviously feel good about that one right there uh where i have a decision to make is at running back slash flex i have five running backs that are all startable aaron okay. jones ezekiel elliott mm-hmm. austin eckler raheem mostert and Ooh. ty chandler wow yeah three wide receivers in this league dk metcalf chris godwin brandon Ayuk. my only other receiver on the roster i guess i have two demarcus robinson and josh Downs. so it's going to be so hard for me to there. play yeah. anybody over them <laughs> isaiah likely slash dallas goddard at tight end or flex currently have likely in there but you can make a case mm-hmm. close for <clears throat> excuse me for uh dallas goddard uh, Rams defense and Kaimi Fairbairn after bombing that 50 plus yard field goal in this first game back a couple weeks ago to get the Texans a win. He is my kicker. I could have played the Jets defense last night. Nine fantasy points. Not terrible. I mean, not, the pick six obviously yeah. was the reason why. But uh, yeah, gosh, Daniel's yeah, the, team is really good. By the way, I did a showdown last night because I wanted I like Cedric Tillman was going to play a lot. So you I were so pumped it. about it. Yeah, um, I did. I had Brees in the super flex or in the in the you know, what do you call it? Captain uh, spot. Captain spot. Yep. Had both defenses. They both scored. Shut up. Um, had uh, Flacco. Had Tillman. That was the one that, that, that killed that me. And I had you. someone else good. Like, oh, Njoku. And I had Njoku. Yeah. That shows you how hard it is. I didn't even make, I didn't even profit in that. And you had all no, Jerome the, Ford, yeah. no Elijah Moore. That showed, like, I, you hit on five or six. It doesn't matter. Like You like players that don't score touchdowns. That's what I learned from that. Well, yeah. uh, Tillman almost scored a touchdown yeah. and... I thought Flacco. I mean, I, I almost started it. Joe Flacco, but I didn't. I so thought, like, I, yeah. I mean, but, this is but, what by the way, I thought like Flacco kind of sailed the that end zone yeah, target. Tillman, he was yeah. furious yeah. with Tillman. I was like, yeah. it doesn't. I mean, Tillman did kind of quit on the route, but he could have ran it perfect. I don't think yeah. he was getting that one. But anyway, he had like one more target the rest of the Flacco game. Flacco's like Cedric. I talk to my nine year old all the time. <laughs> we can't give up on the play. That's right. That's right. <laughs> all right. I was very invested in Cedric Tillman, like just wanting him to have a big game last night. Yeah. Uh, like, him, m- like him in Dynasty. You got enough out of the non Flacco and yeah. the Brees Hall. The way uh, that Joe Flacco team, talks to his children is much nicer than the way that Peyton Manning would talk to nine year olds that he's playing football with, which I just love that Peyton Manning skit. Oh, I can like always come back to all time. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my focus league team, and then we'll move on and talk about some things. It is pretty great. I'm actually starting Matthew Stafford, who I've ranked I'm over Frank. Patrick Mahomes this week for what it's worth. Matthew Stafford you, has yeah. been fantastic. My running backs are just unreal. Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, and Rashad White. Um, so I have a top this. one, top five, and top seven running back, which is great. Seems good. 
Uh, Devontae Smith, Michael Pittman Jr., and Jalen Waddle. I will have no Jalen Waddle, so I've subbed in Noah Brown. Hopefully, C.J. Stroud goes. I also have Evan Ingram, who has just been crushing the tight end mm-hmm. position. And uh, yeah, I picked up Chase McLaughlin because yeah. I, th- I needed a better. I like here. after he listed those three running backs, he just looked at us like an applause break. What do you want me to say, just guys? Like, <laughs> like this is I don't. <laughs> just like yeah. Three I dropped, seven. I dropped uh, Josh Reynolds and added Jamison Williams last night just so that you know so could win the title. A, exactly <laughs> so he could get a ring. That is exactly. I saw what someone. It's all I about. saw someone tweet something like that. They added uh, Nick Chubb to the end of their roster. Just good for you. Hilarious. I love that. Yeah. Oh man, I'm gonna do that with a couple of players. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, you guys both have good teams. It's gonna take. Uh, it's gonna take. I mean, I think all four teams involved in the two championships are solid. So oh, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Be I mean, they're championship titles. Did you yeah. win the dynasty league before or no? No, I have not. Okay. So I there'll be a new I, champion in that league. Injury plagued throughout the year. So excuses, uh, this is like what? Know. Fourth, fifth year, like fourth or fifth year. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, did you, I did not win five, five years. Five, okay. okay. Show league last year. Did Dave win? Who won last year? Say that one more time. Who won me? the show league last year? I can't recall. I don't remember who I don't won know. last year either. I'll have to go back I, and look. I think I won that two years ago. I don't know. I, I don't know when. Wait, last isn't year. this year two of the show league? We had a show. I think it was a different version of it. I, I wasn't know. involved. But anyway, yeah, no, you, you, were it. you were in it. Okay. You were in it. Yeah. You, you were in it. I was in it. I, I remember trading for Alvin Kamara, and then he had like that six touchdown game. Remember oh that? my god! I had yeah, it like around Christmas or something. Yeah, I had I had him for that. Yeah. Um, you guys have a parlay to make some money off of, right? Yeah, you bet we do. All right, who's first? Back here Jackson on Fantasy won. Focus, my name is Daniel Dobb, joined by Field Jates and Mike Clay. Guys, let's do our Fantasy Focus parlay. Three straight wins. We are three for three, Mike Clay. It's hard to do. Let's right. make it four for four, buddy. Let's keep it rolling. Um, I'll start with mine. Trey McBride, under six and a half catches. Yep. Uh, look, he's been getting there lately, but there's a little gamesmanship here. There's only been, what did I say, 15 instances in which a, a tight end has had a rece- reception prop of at least six and a half this year. And all but one were Travis Kelsey, and he barely hit it. He barely wow. even got to it. Wow. McBride has had it once. That was last week. So I know he's been really good, but this is a high number for a tight end. I often fade the extremes, and it usually works out. Other yes. one, another tight end for me, Darren Waller, over three and a half catches. I think he gets there. The playing time's been trending up, and he's just a big part of this Giants offense. So uh, got there a lot earlier in the season when he was healthy. Yep. And I've got a CeeDee Lamb anytime touchdown taken on the Detroit Lions. Lions have allowed the fourth most touchdowns to wide receivers. 19 so far this year. CeeDee Lamb has scored in seven of his last nine games. And in case you forgot, Hmm. Nick Mullins just lit up this Lions team for 411 Hmm. passing yards. I expect Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb to be very heavily involved with each other in this one against the Lions, even though it doesn't feel good. I like the anytime touchdown for CeeDee Lamb. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Cam Sutton's been shadowing number ones for Detroit, but... Uh, CD Lamb's in the in the slot about yep. two thirds of the time, so it shouldn't matter much. He's only gonna be on the perimeter. Don't love that, but I do love the bet for what it is worth. No, I do. Yeah. I do like. It. I'm saying yeah. Suns on the perimeter, Lamb's in the slot. The bet that it's, bodes well. It's it a better match. We'll see it. a lot of Brian Branch in this one. All right, let's talk Good about player. our starts of the week here. Yeah. Field Jates, let's start with you. Who is your start of the week for Week 17 Championship Week? DeAndre Swift, baby. Oh, he yeah. said some right. nice things right. about him. Okay. Obviously, the limited yeah. passing game role is a little bit of a concern, but. Playing the Cardinals, one of the worst run defenses in all of the NFL. And Mm -hmm. I do think, well, Philadelphia obviously has the best goal line runner, maybe in the history of the NFL with Jalen Hurts, who has now set a single season record for most rushing touchdowns by a quarterback with 15. That I do think this team still feels like it needs to commit more to the run. As much as Philadelphia, in the big picture of the NFL, is an excellent team, Mike will be the first to tell you, the Eagles will be the first to tell you, that they've got to figure some things out and iron some things out mm-hmm. right now, both sides of the ball, not playing well. And I think part of that is going to be a commitment to the run. I know that people think it's the old man yelling at the clouds when he says to establish the run. And we have some fun with that for sure. This feels like one of those rare scenarios where a team might actually be well served to get back to doing something that was a great strength for them or has been a great strength mm-hmm. for them over the past two and a half or so seasons. I know DeAndre Swift was sec was like top five in their NFL in rushing yards like two weeks ago, but I think he has a day. Mm-hmm. I'm going to check a note from Kevin Pulsar right here, right now. Swift, Swift, how about this? Seventh in goal-to-goal carries this year. So while Jalen Hurts gets most of them, it still could be yeah. a DeAndre Swift day on he Sunday. He just gets tackled at the one a lot. And then well, he's going to change that this week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then so it's, like, it's like a hockey assist. That is the frustrating part. If you are a, an Eagles manager that yeah. like you get stopped inside the two yard line, you're like, well, here's another Jalen Hurts touchdown. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So not ideal. Not ideal. Guys Mike, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going now. Uh, we talked about him earlier. Rasheed Rice. And this is just essentially so good. like you probably know you're starting him, but just confirmation. Don't worry about what happened last don't week. Worry. It was a it was a down game. Eleven point seven fantasy points. That's his lowest since week it's a 11 down week. Wow. It's a down Devontae game. Adams He's been loving eleven point yeah, seven. That, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Twelve targets in that game. Now is nine plus in five straight games. He's fifth in fantasy points during that span. And we mentioned the good matchup here against the Bengals. Mm-hmm. 9.4 yards per target allowed to receivers this season. That is second highest in the league. The six most fantasy points to receivers over the last six weeks. So great matchup. He's been awesome. Target share is huge. Lots to love here. I got Brandon Ayuk in this one, taking on the commanders who have allowed Ayuk. the fifth most is. fantasy points to there wide receivers. And on top of that, most importantly... <laughs> Brandon Ayuk is on Field Yates' team in my fantasy matchup. So oh, this boy. is one of those things where it's like a little bit of a hedge here. I've got Brandon Ayuk, honestly, since week 10, 14 and a half, 26.6, 13, 15.6, 16.6. He's got such a high floor every single week. I know we talk about the yeah. boom bust that is the 49ers players often, but coming out of that four interception game from Brock Purdy, I think that they're going to want to make sure that that is well in the rear view. I see them throwing a lot, taking on the commanders. Should be a good one. You have Ayuk in the... Board bet against field. Correct. U of Debo. So, all right. Uh, it's going to be a good one. All in. Between the board bet and, and the fact that Brandon Ayuk is on right? field's True. team. They're, yeah. like, call. They're like within a point of each other this year, right? Yeah. Right well, now they yes, are. Yes, in points. I think points per game might have been the Brandon Ayuk is a little. I think it was deciding, and, and Brandon Ayuk is, I think, two spots behind Debo all in right. that it's one. It's going to be a close so, one. I like it. Mm-hmm. I need a big game from Brandon. Let's speak it into existence. Good luck, everybody. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you next week. Peace. Hey, happy birthday, Matthew. Yes, sir. Oh, happy birthday, Matthew Barry. Yeah. Go shoot him a text right now. Yeah, we'll send you a text. I already did because you're a great friend. I'm a nice friend. Yeah, I'm on top of it. First day I did when I woke up. <laughs> wow. I'm on top of it. If you need a stick of tide, Field is your guy. If you're in Bristol or in Farmington, you should find another ride. Candidly, he hates Mike Clay. And you know that it's a fact. Every hater's gonna hate. Cause he's on TV every day. A spicy tomato who's got the stats and tweets that'll make you laugh. He's our favorite host and everybody knows his name. He's fierce.